that she had you seated before I gave you a chance to greet one another, but that's, uh, we can, you can save that for after our service, right? So straight after our service, let's, uh, we'll make sure that we, we take that time to greet one another. Well, today we're beginning a new series on the book of Proverbs, so I'd like you to open, please, to Proverbs chapter 3. And I, I am very excited about the series, and we'll be taking the next... 12 weeks, God willing, to look through the book of Proverbs. And this, in fact, will be the last series I, I preach before we head off for long service, the end of October. So we'll spend the remaining time in Proverbs chapter 3. Before I hand the church over to a number of other preachers, including Michael Risk, who will be looking after the preaching for two months over December and January. Well, there's an old saying that no man dies regretting that he hadn't spent more time in the office. You've heard that, haven't you? No man dies regretting that he hadn't spent more time in the office. But plenty of men die regretting that they hadn't spent more time with their wife and their their children, their family, their friends, the things that that, uh, have more lasting meaning than perhaps time in the office. Now, I'm only 48, and uh, apparently in in France, you're a young man until you're 60, and then you hit middle age until you're 80, and that's when old age begins. So, John Jansen, how's how's middle age treating you? Where are you, John? I hope middle age is is treating you well. But even at, at the age of 48, I'm already starting to have the kinds of regrets that are expressed in that saying that I've just brought to you. The early years of learning when our brains are supple and easy and, and seem to take in information more, more quickly are long past for me. The teenage years when the compass of our hearts are set is long gone. The first foundational years of marriage have long passed, and the time when my children are little won't ever happen again. And I must, I must say, I look back, I look back and I, I, I say this to myself, if only I'd walked through those times much more closely with Jesus. If only I'd walked through those times much more closely with Jesus. And this, in fact, is going to be our series over the next 12 weeks. A series from the book of Proverbs which teaches us to walk arm in arm with Jesus Christ in every aspect of life. In our friendships, in our work, in our marriages, in raising children, in our youth, with our money, with our wine and and other good things that God gives us. Proverbs has a lot to say about that. In our speaking to one another, in our sickness, and in our final days. So this will be our series over the next 12 weeks. Learning from God's word, from the book of Proverbs, how to walk arm in arm with Jesus in every aspect of life. And the passage that we're going to look at this morning teaches us that 
we ought to walk arm in arm with Jesus. And it also teaches us how to walk arm in arm with Jesus through every part of our lives. Because in Proverbs 3, verse 5, we read these words. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Let's pray. Our God, our Heavenly Father, we pray that these words will come alive in our hearts and our minds this morning, that they will be a bright light shining on our souls, showing us what's wrong so that we might bring these things to repentance and showing us how we might live at each moment, arm in arm, with our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. The Lord is, of course, the Lord Jesus. That's who Proverbs is talking about. This is about him. And in fact, it is he who is saying these words to us. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. These are his words spoken to you and to me this morning. And what does our Lord Jesus command us to do? To trust in him. What does that mean, to trust in him? It means to believe in him, to rely on him, to depend on him, to count on him, to have confidence in him. One of the most beautiful pictures of trust that we have in the Bible is in Psalm 22, verse 9, where David said, You brought me out of the womb, and you made me trust in you, even at my mother's breast. Is there any more beautiful picture of trust than an infant lying in a mother's arms, feeding from her mother's breast, with that look of contentment and bliss on their face. It's a beautiful picture of trust, isn't it? And it's the same word that our Lord Jesus uses here in Proverbs chapter 3 when he says, trust in the Lord. Trust in him with that same kind of dependence and contentment that a little infant has with her mother. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Our passage says, in all your ways, acknowledge the Lord. Or, in the latest version of the NIV, in all your ways, submit to him. In fact, I think the best translation would be, in all your ways, know him. Because that's the Hebrew word, yada. It's a very famous word in the Old Testament, and it means to know. And it doesn't just mean to know about. It means to to know in a relational way, to have an intimate, intimate knowledge, to have experience of the person or the thing that you know about. It's the word used in Genesis chapter 4, where we read that Adam knew Eve, his wife, 
and she became pregnant. That's what we read in Genesis chapter 4, verse 1. So we see that the word know, in that sense, refers to an intimate knowledge, a deep relational knowledge. And in 1 Samuel 16, we read that David knew how to play the harp. Well, he knew how to play the harp because he had spent thousands of hours with the harp and he had, he had mastered it. He, he, he didn't just know about it. He had an, a, a deep knowledge that came through practice and experience. And this is, this is the word that is used here in Proverbs chapter 3. Submit to the Lord. In all your ways, submit to him. Acknowledge him. Know him intimately. And we hear in Proverbs 3 that we are to trust in the Lord, to know him, and not to lean on self. Lean not on your own understanding. And I remember when my, my children, I'm thinking here in particular of, of my daughters at the age of three, and I'm sure every parent can relate to this, at about the age of three, when you're trying to put a cardigan on your daughter and you're trying to put shoes on their feet, what do they say? They get irritated, don't they, at about that age. And their faces go red and they say, I do it. I do it. In other words, whatever we are doing right now, I, I am the one who will take control. I will put my cardigan on. I know how to put my shoes on, you silly adult. Leave me to do this my way. I do it. And Proverbs is saying here, trust in the Lord. Lean not on your own understanding. You see, with God, we have a strong, when it comes to God and the ways of God, we have a strong tendency to self-reliance. I will do it. I will do it my way. And even beyond self-reliance, we have a tendency to positively reject God's way of doing things. Let me give you two examples of what I'm talking about. Child discipline, which comes up again and again and again in the book of Proverbs in particular. And we're going to see that in the coming weeks. And the book of Proverbs says, discipline your children. Don't spare the rod, it says. If you love your child, you will discipline your child. The person who doesn't discipline their child, what does Proverbs say? Hates their child. And we read that, God's way, and we say, yeah, but I know better. And I've got my way of doing things. I do it. And we reject God's way and we do it our way, and we suffer the consequences, and our children suffer the consequences of that. Another example, sex before marriage. Our society says, this is normal, natural. In fact, there's something unnatural if you're, if you're not doing this. God's word says, sex is for a husband and a wife committed to one another for life in marriage. And we laugh at that. And we say, I do it. Do it my way. The world's way. The way that I think is right. And we suffer the consequences of that. And these are just two examples. I could give many. You could give me many. 
of how we hear what God's word says, but we say, no, I will do it my way. And so do you hear our Lord Jesus pleading with you this morning? Pleading with you, saying, trust in me. Know me. Walk arm in arm with me. Don't rely on your own understanding. Don't do it your way. The world's way. It's the wrong way. It's the painful way. It's it's a way that will hurt you and will hurt those around you. In Matthew chapter 9, we read that, that Jesus saw Levi, Matthew, in his tax collector's booth. And Jesus looked at him and said, what did he say? Follow me. That's all. Follow me. And Matthew himself, writing about himself, in Matthew chapter 9 says, immediately he got up and followed Jesus. Jesus has the authority to command us to follow him. And that's exactly what he's saying here in the book of Proverbs. Trust in me, people. Walk with me. Don't rely on your own understanding. In all your ways, know me. Be near to me. Have that intimate knowledge of me and my ways. It is Jesus commanding us to do nothing less than to walk arm in arm with him through life in every part of life. It's a beautiful thing that he is asking us to do, isn't it? What a a beautiful, wonderful thing Jesus is commanding us to do. Come and walk with me through life. Don't do it your way. Don't rely on your strength, your wisdom, your understanding. Let's do life together. Walk arm in arm with me through every aspect of life. That's what Jesus commands us to do. How are we to walk arm in arm with Jesus? Trust in the Lord. How? With all your heart. All your heart. And the heart in the Old Testament is the center of a person's emotions. It's the center of a person's will. It's the center of a person's desires. And Jesus is saying, trust in me with all of your heart. He's not interested in part of your heart. He's not interested in having part of your life. He's saying, give me all of your heart, all of it, all of your will, all of your desires. Give it to me. Walk arm in arm with me. It's the kind of thing reflected in Psalm 27, verse 4, where David says, one thing I desire... This is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. It's that kind of wholehearted giving that Proverbs is is not just asking us to give, but commanding us to give. Jesus does not want a part of you, wants all of you, all your heart. 
He doesn't want you just when things are going well. And isn't that the case? When things are all coming together in our life, then how easy it is to come to this place and to, to raise our voices in praise to Jesus. Hearts full of praise. Because things are going well. Things are going nicely. It's easy to praise him then. Easy to follow him then. Easy to say, yes, I'm arm in arm with Jesus right now. Or, when things are crumbling and falling to pieces, and our bodies are not right, relationships are broken, finances are under strain, we're worried about the future, worried about exams, worried about career, and then we call out in Jesus, out to Jesus in those, those times of trial. And we must, we should, that's a good thing to do. But what Proverbs is saying here, what Jesus is saying, don't just give me your heart when things are going well. Don't just give me your heart when things are falling apart. Give me all of your heart, all of your life, every step of your life. Walk through it with me. And let's face it, why would we entrust our lives to ourselves? Did I design myself? Did I build myself, my body, my mind, my heart, my emotions? Did I build this? Jesus did. Do I know everything about myself? I don't. He does. And doesn't my sin, my sinful heart, incline me to selfish behaviour, foolishness, and harmful decisions? The person who knows their heart hears the, the command of Jesus with a great sense of relief. The person who knows their sin and knows their weakness says, I am so thankful that my Lord is asking me to do this because I can't do it myself and I keep taking the wrong path, I keep going the wrong way, I keep making the same mistakes, I keep hurting myself and those around me. Thank you, Jesus, that you tell me to walk arm in arm with you because I need you. We just sang that, didn't we? Lord, I need you. Thanks for choosing that, musicians. It fits perfectly. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Proverbs says, it doesn't say there are some parts of life where you really need Christ's help. There are some aspects of life where you're really going to need to walk arm in arm with Jesus. It says all your ways, in all your ways, acknowledge him. In every aspect of life, submit to him. When you're making friendships, when you're building friendships, do it with Christ. We're going to see that in Proverbs. When you're training for future work, or you're working for someone, or you're a boss, a manager, you need to do that arm in arm with Christ. When you're earning money, spending money, saving money, you need to do this with Jesus. In your speaking to others, your communication with others, speaking about others, you need to do it with Christ. When it comes to preparing for marriage or living out married lives, we need 
to be arm in arm with Christ. When we're preparing to have children, when we're raising children, when we can't have children, we need to do that with Jesus. And when we're growing old and we're getting ready to die and we're getting ready to to shut our eyes for the last time, to take that last journey, we must do that arm in arm with Christ in all your ways, all your ways. Know him, be in relationship with him, be arm in arm with him. And when we do that, what's the promise? There's a beautiful promise here. Do this and he will make your paths straight. Walk arm in arm with Christ and he will make your paths straight. In the Old Testament, the crooked paths refer to a a, a wrong, wrong life, a broken life, leading in the wrong direction, bringing the wrong result. The straight path, it's the best path, it's the right path, it's going to the right place. The crooked path brings sadness, anxiety. Are you feeling anxiety? Worry? Every day, a shadow over you? Could be on the wrong path, the crooked path. The crooked path always brings that. The Lord says, walk arm in arm with him and he will make your paths straight. Now let me be clear here. The straight path does not equal easy path, does it? And you just have to open almost any page of the Bible at random and you will see that God's way does not equal the easy way. And our Lord Jesus Jesus himself said, make every effort to enter through the narrow gate for... Broad is the way, broad is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, he says. And many find that way. Many enter through that broad way. And and, and life is easy. Why? Because they're on that broad path, but the end of it is destruction. Small is the gate, and narrow is the path that leads to life. And few find it, Jesus said. Few find it. But this is the path that, that, that he's talking about here in Proverbs. Walk arm in, in arm with me and I will take you down that straight path. It's not an easy path. Sometimes you'll feel like you're walking on gravel with bare feet. Ever, had, ever walked on gravel with bare feet? <laughs> you think you're going to be able to do it. And sometimes Jesus' path is just like that. But it's the right path and it leads to good things. Praise Jesus that he never gives us what we want but always gives us what we need and he will lead us down that straight path. So brothers and sisters and you might be visiting here this morning whoever you are I want you to hear from the book of Proverbs that the Christian life 
is lived arm in arm with Jesus Christ. The Christian life is not merely an intellectual life. Knowing about the Bible, knowing the things of the Bible, knowing theology. The Christian life is not, a, is not about ritual. If I do this, this and this, then God will bless me. It's a bit like the vending machine, isn't it? I'll put in, God will put out. It's not the Christian life. Christian life is about relationship with God, relationship with Jesus Christ, arm in arm with him. There's a closeness and intimacy, a beautiful intimacy that is described here in the book of Proverbs. Remember Enoch? Well, the Bible says almost nothing about Enoch except he walked with the Lord. And then he was no more. God took him away, it says. He wasn't here anymore, but he was in a vastly better place. The point is that here's a man who's described with this one characteristic. He walked with the Lord. And you know how in the Old Testament, in the book of Isaiah, do you know how Isaiah describes the relationship with God and Abraham, the Bible says that God was Abraham's friend. That is astonishing to me. Was God Abraham's Lord? Of course. Master? Of course. Lawgiver? Promise giver? Yes. But he was also his friend. Affection. Intimacy, God and Abraham walking arm in arm through life. And I could give many examples from the Bible which describe life with God as a close relationship with him. Yes, Jesus is our God, he's our creator, he's our saviour, he's our redeemer, he's our king, and these are beautiful and powerful titles. And he is our brother, our husband. Let's get our heads around that. The New Testament says that Jesus is your husband, your friend, and your beloved. Relationship with Christ is not optional to the Christian life. It is integral to the Christian life. It is Christian life. Peter himself said, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. None of us has seen Christ face to face. We have seen him in his word and his spirit is in our hearts, but none of us have seen him. Yet we love him. And that is what it means to be a Christian. Now, some of you here this morning, you don't know Jesus this way. You're you're hearing these words, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, know him and he will make your path straight. And you cannot, you, you are not in that picture, you know it. 
you're not, that is not describing you, that is not describing your life. And you're here, which is a magnificent thing. God's brought you here to hear his word. And so you must know about God. You must have a, a, an inclination, some, some idea that, that, that to be with God is a good thing. Well, what Jesus is saying to you this morning is you need to walk through life with me. I want you to walk through life with me. I command you to walk through life with me. Get up. Follow me, Jesus says. It is not a suggestion. He commands you to walk with him, to follow him. And thank God that he does. Because the Son of God could come to us with judgment and condemnation that we richly deserve. And yet he comes to us and he says, I want you to walk through life with me. You must walk through life with me. And I will make your paths straight. And so if if you know that that's not you, I'm praying for you right now. Father, I pray for those who are not walking with you. Maybe they were once. Maybe they've given you some of their heart. Lord, I pray that today they will stand and and walk with Christ, arm in arm with him, through every aspect of life. I pray that they will repent of self-reliance, doing things their way, which has hurt them and hurt those around them. And Lord, I pray that they will entrust the remainder of their life to you to give you all your heart, all their heart, and to lean on you in every part. Amen. Young people, young people, what, what if you were to be able to reach my age, 48, <laughs> or to reach the very end of your life, what if you were to be able to say, I walked every one of those years with Christ? There was, I remember from my, from my youngest days, I walked arm in arm with Christ. What a powerful thing, what a beautiful thing, what a magnificent thing that would be. You don't want to be at the end of your life saying, I heard the call and I didn't do it. And there was a year of my life where I didn't walk with Christ. Or there were 10 years of my life that I didn't walk with Christ. Or I never walked with him. What a tragedy. What a horrible, horrible thing to, 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 to go from life to death, not arm in arm with Jesus. And it doesn't have to be that way. You can make the decision today. Jesus is calling you. Trust in me, young people, young men and women. Trust in me with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Know me. Be with me in all your ways. And I will make your path straight. You will have a hard life. 
but it will be a great life. Every step might be difficult, but you'll be going in exactly the right direction. And your life will count. Your life will count if it has walked arm in arm with Christ. And so young people, I'm, don't, don't think that this is the guy up the front talking to you right now. It's not. It is Jesus from his word calling you to trust in him with all your heart. Will you do that? I pray that you'll do that. And I want to talk to, to, to people just briefly. You're here this morning and you're just tired. You're weary. Unhappy. And I, I need to ask you, is this because you're trying to do it on your own? In your own strength? Is this because you're trusting in your way? Your path? Because when we do that, it becomes frustrating and our spirits grow tired and weary. It might be today that Jesus is calling you to come back next to him, to link arms, to walk life step by step with him. And you might be tired because the things that God's given you to do are, are very tiresome. And you're working hard as a, a mum and a dad, as a worker. You're tired with all the, the, the responsibilities God has given you. But I do need to ask you, is the frustration and weariness you feel, could it be because you're not walking arm in arm with Christ in some area of your life? I pray that the Holy Spirit will bring, cause you to hand over that part of life to Christ. Well, we're going to stop there. And we're going to invite the... My timing is terrible, isn't it, Chloe? Because now that I'm inviting you to come up here, your, uh, your patience is starting to wear out. But I'm going to invite the Primrose Heaney family up here. Because here is a... Here are, here's a mum and dad who want their daughter to walk down this path. And could I ask the oldest to join us too, please? It's beautiful.